Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. to leave the tea bag in because oh, okay, there's yeah. going to be a point towards the yeah. bottom of the cup where it's it goes <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah is that why is, isn't that a penis thing <laughs> yeah. you know what they like call it when ball remember they have a big brother and there was like a national mm-hmm. out th- oh yeah I think they can't have alcohol canceled. anymore because of it yeah people were cancelled over that well, why was it the alcohol's fault because anyway, they're drunk I'm looking at the Facebook wow. mm. you wrecked it for everyone I, with your stupid I, I think it was called a turkey slap Oh. oh, that's right. Yeah. That was, yep. Gross. Well, what's, <laughs> this is, I'm scared to ask this. It might, Kirsten might, uh, might have to Google, what's teabagging? Oh, I'm not telling you teabags. It doesn't tea sound good. <laughs> it does. This is not a discussion. But no, <laughs> isn't that? that man dip- well, that's in your mouth. Yes, okay, yeah. so that's what's going to happen to me any minute now. Well, there are children when this that listen to this, I think. <laughs> I think there are people's daughters that listen to this. <laughs> Do you remember? Like, oh, no, I feel like you've got to cut that out. I'm sorry. Do we just need to no. beep that part when I say that. Can Le- we not include that? Leave it. But can no, we have some responsible it. parenting, please? No, I just not beep the whole thing. And Look, no, Tony says at the start it's not for the squeamish. So Or children. Or <laughs> anyway. I wonder how Basma and Sabrina are doing. They're off us. They're done. <laughs> no, they're, they've got to be 40 now. Like, it's been so long since we've recorded. Doctors, captains of industry somewhere. They will be too, they're bright. People know that, oh, sorry. People know that we record this in lots, right? They're not thinking we gather every week to do this. But we did the, the Facebook post. I didn't do it. Did you do it? Yeah, I did it. Yes, yeah, saying we were coming back. Yep, TVX coming in. It's had week. hundreds of comments on it. Has did it? you know that? Well, yeah. I, did. I sometimes Hundreds. I get scared to look at social media at all these times. No, there are so many people that are so happy, and they're saying um, people wanted to know <laughs> whether Kirsten is still involved or not. They're using the word spasmodic. They want to know yep. which dog is which of us. Kirsten pointed out some of them have balls. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you realise that when you posted that picture? I just well, I just googled three dogs dancing. Right. Okay. Well, don't be you did. rude. <laughs> There's lots of people saying really nice things on there. I didn't write on there because I had to go incognito on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, how shit is Facebook Marketplace? Right. I love it, but I hate it. So I, my name is not my name on Facebook at the moment. And then I was going to write something and I realised people were going to be like, who is this strange person? Responding to the yes. comments. But so we have seen them all and it was so nice to see. And people were posting dog gifts underneath it, which I really well, appreciate. And people were tagging their friends like, hey... Look at your favourite shit's back. <laughs> good. So good. Yeah, week I've just made. Because I had to Google three dogs dancing. I don't know. I just thought we all love dogs. So that would be appropriate. Oh, people, said, people said they were checking but. over and over. <laughs> oh. Let's start. My glasses case has got a um, fake moustache on it, mm. stuck on it, from Kirsten's farewell party because we went to a Mexican place. <laughs> and Kirsten, I've never seen anyone eat a, a drink, a margarita. It was the size of your head. It was oh. a fishbowl. I'm just looking to see whether I could have got a picture of three dogs dancing with pants on. No. <laughs> No, they've so all it's got just their that one. The photo is hilarious. I don't know why you thought to put that on there, but it is very funny. <laughs> I don't know. No, there's no dogs with pants on. So, yeah, you had to have them with their willies out. I'm sorry. Um, 
Are we doing? Is this a fresh episode? Yeah. Oh, anyway, do you want people have written really nice things. I feel like we should acknowledge it because right. they they hung on and people were listening back to the old episodes because we were missing oh, and people were it. refreshing the bloody podcast list and it was just never updating. Yeah, but that's because we know just went about our lives. Um, do you, you need some to more talk banter? Yeah, uh, it's quite a random list. Okay. Um, <laughs> hang on. What have I written here? The lady. With the wor- the lady with the worm in her brain. Oh shit! I saw this. What was I that? Didn't... So Nicholas has a real thing where I can't tell him when fucked up things happen to people because then for the next week he thinks I have a worm in my brain. <laughs> he does it all the time. Oh, yeah, all the time. Like I'll be like, oh, you never believe it. So and so has pancreatic cancer. For the next week he thinks he has pancreatic cancer. Oh, oh. yes. So I saw the worm in the brain story and I was like, oh, I really want to talk about that. But I can't talk about it with my husband because he'll start bloody freaking out. But, you know, they pulled it out alive. Yes. But how did it get in there? She was foraging. That's the first mistake. In Like in the – for what? I don't know. I think what she was foraging for some kind of food and then she ate some shit that she foraged. Hang on, hang on, hang on. When animals forage, they – get their schnoot in the ground like pigs when they forage and they get don't troubles know. don't ask me about well, she I'm using nose it nose down in the dirt <laughs> no, well she you was get what you deserve there lady and the worm grew in her brain and she but her symptoms no, were no. really like she was just forgetful but that doesn't like, hang on hang on hang on how does it get from so she eats it yeah how does I it get from the stomach i don't know if she ate the worm but she ate something and then the worm grew but the stomach has acids in that attack things so was it just like a a, a worm egg? <laughs> what? It had to get in the brain. That's the bit I don't get it. Has it? Must have got into. How big was the worm? Can you tell me? I don't okay. Oh, it was like one. an inch. So long it happened in a Canberra hospital. Yeah. I actually didn't realize this happened in Australia. Um, it was eight centimeters. And they and skinny. I really they're worse. Oh. I think that if a worm's long, it should be proportionally thick. I like if it's eight guess. inches long, it should be as thick as your finger. Yeah. So this yeah. is the it's thing that skinny worm. This is the thing that freaks everyone out, right? So the patient, a sixty-four-year-old woman from New South Wales, was first admitted to her local hospital in late January twenty twenty-one after suffering three weeks of abdominal. I can't say that word, abdominal, why can't yeah. I say that? Pain and diarrhoea, followed by a constant dry cough, fever and night sweats. You don't go, I've got a worm in my brain. No. 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 Her symptoms also included forgetfulness, depression. Same. You know, anyone could say, I'm sad and I'm forgetting things. Yep. Yes. I still three as well. You yeah. Know, yeah, cool. Um, Hi. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so the neurosurgeon didn't go in thinking they would find a wriggling worm. I'm not sure why they no. went in to find why to would look they at the brain. Um, it was a round worm and they didn't know why it was in there. Even they didn't know. They had to go get textbooks. <laughs> You know how sometimes you go to the GP and they start Googling stuff? Yeah. yeah. You know when they do that? You're like, yes. why are you Googling stuff? My, so my GP retired, which is you sad. You know, they just automatically go to, they, they go to Google. And you're like, no. Yeah. Tell me the information that you've learned from all those years of schooling. Have you ever had to – so I went to my GP because I was going to be – you remember I'm the world's worst flyer. Yes. And I went to him and I confessed – I said, I've Googled and there is a drug – that you can't get here in Australia, but yes. I, there is something called a compounding pharmacy in Sydney. And I said, 
how about look at what I found? Tell me if you think I can take this. And he was like, hmm. And then he turns to his computer See? and starts doing his own Googles See? and comes up with something else. And I'm thinking, at that point, I had a drop in confidence in this guy. I thought, <laughs> yeah, well, hang on. Because I reckon my Googling is better than your Googling, Mr. <laughs> Doctor. Anyway, I ended up with some good drugs out of it at the end and travelled. And- yeah. You can fly. Because you remember the previous time, Kirsten, yes. and I was ringing you, hurling in the car on the way home. You had your head between your knees. It was not good. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, one of my favourite stories. Okay, um, I've worked it out. Yep. So they sent the worm, because Canberra wasn't, they didn't have enough facilities there to work it out. They actually sent it to the CSIRO labs, and someone there looked at it, looked at the worm that was still alive, and said, oh my goodness, this is a, a Fidicaris Robertsi. Just new. <laughs> That's the kind of person I want. Yeah. Look at it. You know what it is. Um, so it's a roundworm usually found in pythons. Oh. Yes, it is the first case of it ever being found in a human. The patient resides near a lake area inhabited by carpet pythons. She didn't touch any carpet pythons, but they think that she, because she used to collect grass in the area, I'm not sure why, um, that it, whatever it was, the little... Worm. Worm or parasite was on her hand and then she's touched food and then she's eaten it. What does she collect grass for? I'm not sure. Because that's weird. This Foraging. Very... I told you it involved that's foraging. Strange. Um, so, yeah, wash your hands. Yeah, good point. This is the thing. She's alive. She's fine. I wonder how long it had been in there, like living in her. Well, she first rocked up in January and did it, tr- and they didn't take it out until August. So it's basically been on a holiday. So if you were a worm, mm-hmm. Kirsten, you can take this one. Okay. If you were a worm mm-hmm. and you had to live in a part of the body, which part of the body would you choose? I don't think I'd go the brain. Um, yeah, I would. But what, it, you, you get killed lower down. Yeah, but maybe not too far. I want to go like to a fatty tissue area. Where I can just sort of. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, a yeah. And milkshakes sort of on tap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be, You're gently cradled in a bra. Right. Simon, warm. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Poor Simon. Said this three women crashes but had, and now yeah. we're talking that about that worm must have been eating something, right? Yes. Like it was just nibbling away at her brain, just. But also, sometimes I don't wash fruit. Yeah, I don't wash anything. Oh, I was chucking it I was in. really scared admitting that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're a washer. <laughs> Why were you? No. I feel like you're bicarb in the sink. Pop all the fruit in. No? You've been I just, to my house. Come I on. I know. But I feel like you, that's something you would do. But no. I just eat stuff. No. Mm, I don't eat have stuff time off trees it. too. So that's probably not I'm like, for get me. it done. I'm the yeah. world's, not a messy cook, but I'm like, Get out of my way. Don't. Kieran tries to have a conversation yes. with me. He'll come home from work. I'll be cooking. Yes. And he sits at his table and I'm happiest when yes. he fills out his diary so he remembers which jobs he was on that day and yes. I don't know what he's doing, texting or watching old British things. <laughs> oh, he loves it. I hear them all. They're like sitcoms. It's his favourite thing. <laughs> I hear them from the next room. It's the worst. Every now and again, he'll say, Han, <laughs> you got a minute? And, and he, then he'll try and have a conversation with me. And I'm thinking, have I got the carrots on? Have I got that? What do I need now? And <laughs> yeah, I need, you're in the zone. Yeah, I'm in the zone. And he wants to talk. And it's like, don't talk to me. I need, I, something won't be ready at the right time to do this. <laughs> if you speak to me. <clears throat> Nicholas has just texted me because oh. last night, I always want to turn the heater on. 
because I'm cold. I just thought of a new fun thing. Hang on, hold that because yeah. I want to know what Nico said. Okay. You have to read the last three texts from your partner. Okay. Ooh. Photo, photo. <laughs> oh. So what's Nico saying? So he cracked it and I said, I'm so cold. I need to. I, I said to him, am I sitting inside or outside right now? And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, am I sitting inside or outside right now? He goes, you're inside. I said, oh, because I would have fucking thought I was outside because it's so cold in this house. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, you always want to turn the heater on. Like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, you have to start paying me 20 bucks every time you want to turn the heater on. And he's just like crapping on. And as he was crapping on, I opened my banking app. And I sent him 20 bucks. <laughs> and he's just sent me to show that the heat attacks came through. My $20 heat attacks that I paid him. And because it notified him last night. It was like, bing, Chanel has sent you $20. And he started laughing and I ran over to the heater and turned it on. I could afford it. Anyway. Yeah. Do it. Um, so what are we, are we reading out the last text? Yes, but I've just realised this is a really bad idea because there's stuff in mine that I, I, I can't. Um, <laughs> give you a s- selection well, just in case we're being mine monitored. Boring. Um, mine are so boring. Okay, well, here's one from Kieran. Uh, this is at 4.14pm, which is approximately the time he comes home from work. I'm in the house. Mm-hmm. He's driven into the driveway. His text says, I have a hard rubbish find. Can you come out to the van, please? <laughs> you so, would run for that. I yeah. did. Yes. <laughs> I am out there in a heartbeat. It was so his, his great flair and drama. Yes. He's got a new van. It's got a sliding door oh. on the side. He has slid <laughs> that door open. Ta-da. And there, actually it wasn't bad. It's an old uh, <laughs> oval-shaped, gold-framed, I'd say it's um, mm. 19th century mirror. Ooh, with these amazing. three candelabra things at the bottom. Okay. Needs restoring. It's in terrible shape. But anyway, that's that one. Um, I've I'm got waiting. Don't read over my shoulder, Simon, because I'll be in trouble. Friday, 9.35 a.m. Yes. Nicholas. <laughs> that's the message arriving. <laughs> Can you please order wet bum wipes? <laughs> <laughs> Because that is so normal for us. I wrote back, oh, of course, any other requests? And he writes, cotton tips. Yes. <laughs> because he wants to wipe his bum and clean his ears. But I wrote back, done. Oh. It was just, and there was no hesitation. That's like really when you're comfortable, isn't it? Like yes. You're not dating anymore. Can you please order wet bum wipes in the next shopping order? Sure. Kirsten? Mine are crap. So they're always about the girls and just like Natalia's dad's in town. Anyway, uh, what have I got? Um, all good. I'll just watch them. Uh, your dad has her laying down, so she can't really roll. Yeah, stay with Dia. It sounds like you're making progress. She was, we were separated. She's trying to put Nadia to sleep. And her dad's over, and I let him hold Jasmine, who's, out, who's about five months old, and he fell asleep. And then I was like, I wanted to leave the house, but I was like, I'll watch him hold her. So it was just ridiculous. And then she goes, who is she? I think she's fallen asleep. We'll keep rocking her a while and then put her laying down. These are all, all of our texts are just about the children. And yeah, the children. I love Strategic it. moves. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's one from me to Kieran. Wednesday, 30th of August, 10.37am. Got finals ticks. Oh, Smiley face. Important. Didn't work out. My team crashed out at the finals yesterday. We expected that. Um, and it's a two-part message. And then space, space. 
Chook door was down at 10am with a sad face emoji because the chicken door is supposed to automatically go up and down oh. and the chickens were trapped inside their little – they've got a little house within yes. the, the enclosure and yeah, they were trapped inside. They oh. were not happy. I could imagine. Were not. Um, he says – oh, you know, it's about the chook door. That's just – it's too boring. <laughs> Maybe Oh, not. hang on. No, no, because it goes on. Here's, here's how – this is what happens when you've been married for over 30 years, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I've reported to him. Chook door was down at 10am. He's come back to me. Well done on the ticks. I must have one of the times wrong. I'll have a look tonight. This is That's regarding the chook thing. And then the next day I text him at 9.41am. Chook door was up. Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> he texts me back. Great. It was the setting of the clock. I then text him. Well done. This is just the weird shit that people write each other. <laughs> yeah. So Nico sent me a message on this was Monday. And he sent me a screenshot saying he passed his working with children check because he's going to be a basketball coach. Oh, okay. And yep. I replied, congrats, you're not a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Now that I look at these things, it's strange. Um, and then other than that, I've got messages. I sent him showing that I won lotto, 170 bucks. I was really into oh, that. Oh, that's Jeez, good. Right? That's Isn't wow. it? $177.75. And he said, and like, this is the shit. With This is what would make me murder him. It's a payment receipt. It says, Chanel, congratulations, you've won $177. And it's from Oz Lotto. And he writes, what's that? <laughs> And I write back, I won lotto. And then he sends me a photo of himself at Subway and I wrote back, don't do it, you dog, because I made him lunch that day and he was getting Subway. Your texts are fun. Mine are mostly about, can you tell me when you're on your way home so I can put the dinner on? It's always about food. Uh, he sent me one saying, just having lunch in our ki- in the kitchen. And I've said, there's some frittata in one of those white bowls in the fridge if you want to heat that up for lunch. And he says, I've just made a sandwich. No worries, I'll be in about half to ten. Nico uh, sent me this photo and he writes, is this singlet not for me? And he sends me this photo of him wearing a singlet, right? And then I replied, please don't come home and hit me. <laughs> Needs to be blue for that. He looks like he's, do. yes. And, he's, and I wrote, please don't come home and hit me, leave that at the shops. And he wrote, I agree, it's not my look. And I said, it is not. No, no. Not even with a smart pant. That's no. not, and he and he could carry off something, you know, a bit different like yeah. that. Um, and again, just to give you an idea of what a marriage is like after thirty years. <laughs> yes, here's a loving text is from my husband to me. No, this is <laughs> okay. on Tuesday, the eighth of August at six thirty-three p.m. Yes, I'm changing the wheelbarrow wheel in the garage. <laughs> Why is he it's just romantic. telling you that? I don't. I've no idea. Okay, we need to address the elephant in the room also, which is oh. my fucking this folder, right? Okay. okay. There are a couple of things I need to point out about this folder. Do you the see font? this shit? Double-sided. Oh, oh, they printed double I hate double-sided. They printed double-sided. I know it's all green and that Look, but I didn't know everything's it's... double-sided, so I've had to put it in this folder. It looks and can good I tell though. You, yeah, but I like I, it looks like I'm organized, but I'm not because I tried to oh. print this sneakily at work and it was around news time oh. and I was worried that the printer was going to make like everyone was watching. I just the glanced. News. I glanced upside down. I read upside down what you're doing and I'm so here for it. Oh, okay, great. I glanced upside down. Um, I went to the other photocopier that no one really uses. Oh, I used to do that all the time. Yeah. Out of order. Oh. I know. So then I had to go to the one where everyone was. Not that it really matters, but 
it printed double-sided and then I didn't want to have to do it again. Yeah. Is it the printer or is it the settings on your laptop? I think it's the settings because they try to be environmentally friendly. I don't think this quality of banter is up there. <laughs> well, I just wanted to tell you before you just, think like, I'm why is Chanel sure. reading I'm him? Sure. I'm not the, sure that there's a place in this world, in yeah. the very competitive podcast market, for I don't about care about, But I don't care about being competitive in this podcast market. You either fucking like us for who you are yeah, or you can piss or off. Or you can rack off. Yeah. right. We've established that from the start of this yep. whole podcast. True. Can I just flag something that I'm worried about? Flag. Well, because I, I, from what I gather, here's mm. another thing that you've got to look forward to later in life. Mm. I think my bladder is the size of a of, pea. Yes. Mm. Yes, ironically. Mm. Uh, and I'm worried that the bathroom is going to be so close that when I go, you're going to be able to hear. And Simon, I've just seen your, your – what is that hanging on the door? Oh. It's an Udi. It's, it's okay. my Udi, yes. Okay. It's got little uh, – Mickey Mouses. That's cute. I yeah. have an Udi. Do you? Yeah. They're the best. It's delightful. How do you have an audience still need to put the heater on? Because oh, I'm very cold. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so that's your, what he says to me all your, the time. Yeah, when I'm, I pay I'm my heater go. tax now, I just, I'm, I'm legitimately going to transfer him 20 bucks every time I turn the heater on. Is one side of your body warmer than the other side? No. What? My left side is always colder than my right side. Oh. My left foot. Because I take a hot water bottle a bit. I always have to put it more on the left one. Really? Than the right side. Yep. And no. the fingers on this side. Kirsten, do you remember when I cut my finger? I dramatically described it as cutting it off. Oh. But it's not. I just cut the top of my finger. It still has not grown back properly and it's freezing. Oh. It won't. Oh. Yep. Can you feel anything? At the no. I think no. that is grows dead. I, I don't think, think they grow back. Our limbs. The thumb did. Maybe other animals. Because I took the top off the thumb, but the finger, no, drama. Poor Kirsten, I was so dramatic about it for so long. And look, now it's nearly a year later and I'm still doing it. Still dramatic about it. Still talking about it. (laughs) I can't, because I... It It was pretty bad. It was gross. I've got photos of anyone. It's not dead body. I had a cameraman a couple of weeks ago who we were filming a piece to camera, which is the part where the journalist talks to the camera, and he kept stuffing up the zoom. Oh, can you do that again? I stuffed up the zoom. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you fucking this up? He holds up his hand and like half his finger's missing. He's like, I chopped the top of my finger off and I can't get the zoom right on the camera. It's so many little things that you can't do. Like doing up a little clip on a, like a zipper or a button or a... So I'm just signal behind you. Yeah, pick his nose. Pick your nose. my left hand. Well, if I want to, I can use my right for that. But yeah, it's... it's, Do you pick your nose when you're driving? Occasionally, it, sometimes if you feel it's a bit crusty, <laughs> yeah. you have to sort of, you just want to get the little crusty little edge crusty out. bit out, yeah. Yeah, but you have to time where you are <laughs> in the do traffic. That. Do you? Then it's just going to spray all so, over the car. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I asked you that. Just Tell like, us a story. Okay. So, this story is fairly current and I feel like it could trigger people. So, I just need to preface that. Oh, what the yes. hell but, was Because that? I think it was really a, quite a full-on story. Been, you, were, you were telling us about worms in brains. And yes. Thi- and, and I know, but this one's really bad. Okay. It's, it's a good really babies. bad story. Yes. So we're talking about Lucy Letby, who is 33 years old. She's a neonatal nurse from Chester, which is near Liverpool. She grew up in a normal middle-class neighbourhood and as an only child, her parents doted on her. She was the pride of her parents, being the first in her family to go to university. And when she moved away from where they were, they were worried about her. So all very normal. Her parents helped her buy a new home. It was decorated with all the normal 
house, you know, decorations that you get when you're a single gal. All the trimmings. Yeah, happy Prosecco season on the wall and she had all these cuddly toys and things in there. That was a bit strange. But anyway, um, her neighbours didn't see her very often because she would work night shifts and even when she worked day shift, she left so early that no one really saw her or interacted with her. She was also a meticulous diary keeper. She would record all of her shifts and then she would like change the colour of the pen for her social outings and it was all very organised. I've tried to be that person, it's not me. Kirsten's got a pen with different colours on it. It's just a a classic four four pen. pen. That's not a... No one ever uses the green. No. Why do they even bother? Well, trying to use no black other, a bit. There's no other colour to replace that with. And what? even red does not... Oh, no, you've used I've it used there. the red. I've used... Yeah. yeah. That's good. She's changing. She's changing. So Lucy began working in the neonatal unit in 2011 and she was a band five nurse, which meant that she was able to care for babies in ICU. Um, and these are some of the most vulnerable babies that she was caring for. In a profile piece with the Chester Standard in 2013, she said her job involved caring for... All a wide range of babies requiring various levels of support. Letby was described as being beige, which is very normal. Beige. I'd and hate to be described as beige. Sorry, I should use the bell, but, but fuck, yeah. that's a shit description. Beige. And when you look at her, she just kind of does look... She does. Norm- so normal. Because I've been beige. following this case. Yes. And I kept Googling. There's really only the one picture comes up. Yes. There's a podcast and it's the same picture. But I just kept trying to see another picture to see her looking evil. But she, she doesn't. doesn't. Look, she looks like nothing. She never – yeah, beige. Hmm. Um, a normal 20, 30-something-year-old and her – you know, she had a lovely childhood. And I've written here, when you look at photos of her, she looks very normal. Hmm. She went to the gym. She went to dance classes. She volunteered at times and was once the face of a fundraising campaign for the hospital. All her work colleagues liked her. All of her work at the hospital was relatively normal and at the time that she started working there, the hospital's child fatality fatality list was on par with other hospitals until around 2015. In June of that year, twins were born at the hospital, a boy and a girl. They were six weeks premature and therefore ended up in the care of Letby on a night shift. Within 30 minutes of being taken into her care, the boy's health deteriorated rapidly. The boy died within 90 minutes of Lucy starting her shift. In the following days, the girl's health also declined. She was resuscitated and saved, but when they did tests on her, they found that her bowel was full of air. Mm. Around three days later, a boy is born, seven weeks prem, but he was in good health. However, Letby is seen standing near his monitor as a warning alarm went off. She was not his designated nurse and he died again with air in his stomach. Around six days later, a baby girl dies. Air had been injected into her bloodstream. There was a discoloration of her skin noticed by other nurses as they were trying to save her. So that was June tw- on June 22nd. On July 2nd, Dr. Stephen Brewery, who is the head of the neonatal unit, carries out a review of all three deaths. The director of nursing is also told that Letby is the common denominator. She was the only nurse on shift when all three deaths took place. Okay, so on August 4, twin boys are born premature, weighing less than four kilos. The first dies after suffering a fatal bleed. The mother of that boy sees Letby near the boy at the time. 
The next day, the brother dies. A blood sample later confirms extremely high insulin levels. It appears he had been injected. Two days later, a premature girl is born 15 weeks early. Over the course of three weeks, her health declines. She has extra milk and air pumped into her. She doesn't die, but is left severely disabled. About six days later, another little girl appears to have been interfered with, but she does not die. So this is just going on Jesus. for months at mm. this point that all these babies are having these complications. Some of them are dying, some of them aren't. On October 23, another girl dies, again with air inside of her. Letby sends a sympathy card to her parents on the day of the funeral. On that same day, Dr. Brewery is increasingly concerned. Letby again is found to be the only nurse who is on duty at all times. Another doctor also raises concerns. He's told not to make a fuss. We now go to 2016 in Feb and Dr. Brewery is still looking into the matter. He orders a review and again finds common links between the deaths with Letby. He produces a report which shows her connection. The medical director is sent that report. Brewery desperately tries to have an urgent meeting with all of the executives of the hospital. That doesn't happen until May of 2016. In April... Twin boys both begin to deteriorate. One is found to have high levels of insulin in his system. His brother suffers an unexpected life-threatening collapse. His heart rate drops. He comes very close to death. He is found to have air in his system and suffers brain damage. By May, Breary is trying to meet with basically anyone possible in the hospital. He begins to feel as though he's being dismissed. June 3, a newborn a newborn boy who has an existing condition suffers, suffers severe bleeding. It appears that he's had, you know, that little tube they put down their throat mm. to help them breathe. Mm. It appears that someone's kind of shoved that down his throat. Ooh. In late June, triplets are born at the hospital. Letby has just returned to work after a holiday in Ibiza. The first boy dies on her second day back. He was in perfect health and collapses at random. Air is found in his body. 13 minutes after he dies, um, his brother collapses. His diaphragm has been shattered after air was pumped into his chest. These deaths are the final straw, which you kind of would have thought that happened before, but mm. Brewery rings the executives and says, let me must be removed. Karen Rees, the executive at the hospital, insists that Lucy Letby is safe. In June, there's another meeting and consultants discuss the events. On June 30, she is finally removed from the neonatal unit. So I believe she was still at the hospital, Mm. but removed from that unit. Throughout July, the hospital advises staff in the unit that they will undergo a supervision period. In September, Letby registers formal grievances against her employer. So she's saying... I didn't do this. The nursing union gets involved and they say there's no obvious links between Letby and the deaths of these babies. They insist that it was insufficient staffing that has caused the death of these babies. Hmm. By 2017, police are involved in investigating, specifically looking at both the deaths and the non-fatal incidents. They're looking at all of them. On July 3, June 10 and November 10... Letby is arrested and questioned. So each of those times arrested and questioned at length. 
Her home as well as her parents' homes are searched. And days after her final arrest, Letby is finally charged with the murders of seven babies and the attempted murders of ten more. Insane. So she was basically just just doing this. Why? Just, just doing it. I don't think anyone – I don't think they've established a motive. But even just like going on holiday and then coming back and then just killing babies. Yes, yeah. Just like getting just getting back to it. And the ones who didn't die, yeah. some of them yeah. are, are like seven or eight years old now and, yeah. and have brain damage and other yeah. developmental issues, yep. big delays and things because of what she did to them. Yeah. And, and when you think that these babies in that neonatal – Unit, they, mm. you know, if you if you had to have your babies born at twenty something weeks, yeah, like you are so relieved. Oh my goodness, they, you know, they're, at least they're alive and I can yeah. see them and and they're in getting the care. Yeah. They're the most vulnerable babies. Yeah. It's and you'd be as parents already be traumatized oh, thinking that your baby's born premature and that you know, but you're like I'm in the right place. They're getting the right care. They they don't know why she did it. There was there, there was a point. At, there's actually I know you hate it when I mention other podcasts, but there no. was a podcast series on yes. this case, and that sort of allude to the fact that there was a doctor that she was trying to get his attention, and that was mm. one of the few times she became emotional during yes. the trial was yes. when this doctor was mentioned. Correct. So uh, maybe it was to get him to come running? Or Yeah. Jesus. So in The Guardian, they wrote, and I'm reading directly from The Guardian at this point, it was 6am on a clear blue July morning when Letby opened the door to a Cheshire police detective. Her instinct instinctive smile dropped away when the officer introduced himself. Letby was led out of the Chester home in handcuffs 11 minutes later, looking ashen-faced, dressed in her nightie and a blue Lee Copper tracksuit. She told a female officer she had just had knee surgery as she was placed in the back of an unmarked police car. Her family had returned from a holiday just the day before. John Letby had stayed the night at her house. In court, she sniffed away tears as she said her father had made her bed after the arrest, as in, like, he just loves her, like, the, the oh, the parents the stuck by her. Which, yes. Yeah, I suppose parents do that, don't they? Well, she stood trial in October last year. Letby's mother and father attended every day of the 10-month trial. Um, they would leave their home to stay near Manchester where the trial was being held. She tried to make eye contact with them in the public gallery, occasionally exchanging smiles. Her parents, who still work for the family's radiator business, occasionally reproached journalists in court for what they felt was unfair coverage of their daughter's trial. She pleaded not guilty to all 22 charges. The prosecution presented handwritten notes, because remember, like, she used to write notes and diaries um, found in her home in which she described herself as a horrible, evil person, and she said she killed them on purpose. But other than the notes, she always said she was innocent. I haven't done anything wrong, and they have no evidence, so why have I had to hide away, she wrote. In May 2023, so of this year, she took... She took to the stand in her own defence, telling the jury that she meant no harm during her time working at the hospital. I only ever did my best to care for them, let be said, of the babies in her care. That's completely against everything that being a nurse is. I am there to care for them, not to harm. Um, Later that month, she claimed that all the infant deaths could be related to plumbing issues in the hospital. She pointed out the fact that there was raw sewerage coming out of the sinks and she alleged that staff 
were weren't able to wash their hands, and that was that contributed to the oh, baby's God. dying. Liar. In August, just gone, she was sentenced to life in prison. That verdict took forever to come down. I yeah. think they deliberate. I, I, I'm going to off the top of my head say it was like 22 days or something. Mm. It took forever, and I feel like the judge had to change the 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 level of um, uh, guiltiness. No, but it didn't have to be unanimous. I wow. think in the end, yeah. So there was obviously debate because there were so many cases, and there were, as you mentioned, there was talk about her being in love with someone, and then she got really emotional about that and started breaking down and crying. But just imagine, like, you carry a child, yeah, for all that time, triplets or twins, even as well. How her, you know hard that would be on your mm. body, and then some nurse is just like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to kill your baby today." Yeah, the. Um, there was there's other couples, and I think the police are now going back through every time that she was in the hospital. Yeah, and because often what she would do, if even if she wasn't scheduled to be in, on that ward, yes. if someone else had was on a tea break or something, she'd go, "Oh, I'll jump in for you." Ooh. So any time that she, and I guess they have to use swipe cards or something, any time she was in the hospital, yes, they have to go back and look at every baby that was there at that time to see whether oh anything happened. They say there's as many as 4,000 babies, but, I mean, she wouldn't have gotten to all of them. And I think, no. but, but... But they came into her care. Yes, exactly. Yes. So I think yes. there'll be more will come out because there'll be parents who've taken a baby home yeah. who've, whose child has got whatever issue yeah. that will now go, well, hang on. We Is, were there at did that she time. Do this? Yeah. yeah. There was one couple that um, on that podcast series they spoke to who... Their baby is okay, but I think it was a little boy needed um, a breathing tube in, mm. and they had been allowed to go home at one point while the baby was in care. And Lucy Letby sent them a photograph of the baby without the tube in its nose, and they thought then that's strange. We thought he had to have the little oxygen things up his nose the whole time. Yeah. And she said, "Oh, I thought you might. We had to take it out to clean it. Thought you might like to see a photo of him without the tube in." And they thought, oh, it doesn't yeah, look right to me. I'd rather have the tube in and not have the photo. Yeah. That's okay. And what are you doing taking a photo of my baby anyway? Yeah. And she was like sending cards and yeah. Facebook stalking people. Even yeah. like to send like the act of, you know, she, you mentioned she sent a sympathy card to yes. one of the families. Like that is e- that's yes. next level. That is yeah. fucked yeah. up. Yeah. 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 Horrible. Oh, my Weird God. Girl. And you mentioned like, you know, she blamed plumbing issues and stuff. Like there was a – you were reading that story. I was like, oh, maybe there is an issue with the equipment. Because like yeah. in my head, I'm like these – like it's so Nikki brazen, nurses right? are so like, yeah. and they like they're amazing. Like they're angels. They mm. do everything. Like you, both of our girls had to spend some time in NICU, and they were fantastic. But fuck, to think like that someone could do that. Oh my god! But isn't that human nature to always find? Yeah, I was the like, there must be something like the equipment's wrong. Like yeah, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, that's nuts. I, and I, that would have been what the parents were, and and also they would be emotional and probably exhausted. And yeah. So you're not looking rationally at what happened. Yeah. The holiday really got me. Yeah. That she came back from, you know, paradise mm. and then was just back to it. Was like, oh, yeah, day Where two, left back. Off. Yeah. yeah. Just killing children. And she doesn't look like a killer. Which I just know. Tells you Google that her. Yeah. What's she her name? Do it. Lucy, Lucy Letby. Mm. And the podcast, if anyone wants to. Why would you when you've got us to listen to? But it's called The Trial of Lucy Letby. It's quite good. It does bang on a bit. They could have trimmed a few episodes. But, um, okay. 
We're, we're in no oh. position to tell people oh. <laughs> that they bang on a bit. We spent about 15 minutes <laughs> reading texts from we partners did. and that's talking true. about printers. And I didn't even reply to <laughs> the Yeah, well, that's what the people came here to. for. They came here for this. <laughs> Top bands. All right, well, that's your blooming lot. And just so that we can get more episodes to you, shall we call that a wrap, girls? Yes. Yep. Okay. I think that's good. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have seen no. a dead body. Oh, I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> the podcast has ended. Um, thank you for listening to us. Did you write that? <laughs> no, <I'm just laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, you can write to us. To <laughs> say, say goodbye. Where do they write to us? Dead Bodies Podcast at gmail.com. Go, Tony. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.